Today's cup of coffee is not going to be a little bit of copywriting advice. Instead, I'm going to tell you a short story. It starts like this. Fat girls shouldn't be front of house. My boss said it. To my face, not about me. He was doing an impersonation of another fat girl who was in the same role as me at another school. He was imitating her eating Tic Tacs because, you know, fat girls eating, gross. He let loose this little perla while sitting in my office, casually and all of a sudden discussing my role within the organisation, a place I'd worked at, my fat patootie off, years and years of underpaid or pro bono work because I believed in it. He told me fat girls shouldn't be front of house because he believed the first face a parent should meet should be marketable. They should embody the brand and they should be slim. He used the word disgusting to describe the other woman. I've never met her, but I assume she did the same kind of work as me because she too believed in the pedagogy. The following week, I was called into his office to let me know he'd be replacing me as the front-facing representative of the business. Officially, I'd still have a job, filing, enrolments, admin, all behind the scenes, he said, but he'd be replacing me with a more suitable prospect and my hours would naturally need to be reduced to pay for the new front of house employee. I asked if there was anything in my dedication to my role or my deliverables which made him think I wasn't up for the current job. No, but he also knew that as a single mother with a chronic illness, I wouldn't be able to afford to keep my family on the reduced hours and would, therefore, be needing to find another job. I was only months away from long service leave. The rest of that story is long and boring. Besides word travelling fast in the industry and within a week I've been headhunted by another school. Not so dramatic then. World didn't end. Fat girl found another front-facing job and flipping nailed it. You get the rest. I didn't do anything about the non-dismissal for fat girl reasons besides carry those words around with me for the next eight years. And in this story, by telling it, I'm letting them out. But first, I'm going to show you how I use them as a tool to step away from the stories in my own head and make my brand so quintessentially J, it's practically uncopyable, though, you know, a few have tried. Because you'll have experienced this too. A thousand and one people can tell us we're incredible and working with us has changed their lives, but it's the one message we receive that is hateful that we'll hold on to. That nasty Facebook message when we've touched a nerve that competitor slagging us off in our industry because we've come too close to their territory, that fake Google review from someone we've never even worked with. It doesn't matter that you know it isn't true. It stings like Tic Tac juice in an eyeball. And those stories, we turn them into reasons, reasons we shouldn't accept a nomination for a business award. That was me for three years, because what if I won and I had to go on stage being the fat girl? Reasons we shouldn't put our face on our about page because we're worried we don't look like what we think a copywriter, business strategist, fitness instructor should look like. Reasons we don't write what we mean because what if someone decides they simply don't like us? I'm not a psychologist, so I can't tell you how to move past it. Maybe we never do. But I can tell you how I used that injustice-induced rage and grief and turned that muck into the first step of a ladder on which I built the success of this business. I built the first rung in the ladder of a brand. Because when I was wobbly about my face, my weight, my accent, my late entrance into the online consultant game, the chip in my front tooth, the lack of a degree in advertising, or even just my inability to spell disappointed correctly without spell check, 
I turned the spotlight away from my own head stories and I shone a light on my brand instead. The brand that I 120% believed in. The brand I knew could catapult me into a life my children and I deserved. The brand I knew if I infused with utter J from the legendary house of too muchness, I could stand behind fully. More importantly, the brand I knew could help other women find the words stuck somewhere between their hearts and their fingertips so they could start finding their own voices and quit being an echo of someone else's. Stop being meh, start being heard. And I teach this again and again to my one-to-one clients, in my copywriting courses, in the comments, in the margin for my done-for-you clients, that while your brand has to be based on a thousand percent you, it's okay to sometimes rely on it as if it's a separate entity. You're in its DNA, but it's bigger than you, bolder, more sturdy on its wonky days, and so utterly worth it. Because you know what you sell or what you teach or what you guide people towards, that's valuable stuff. You don't have to feel completely valued and valuable 24 hours of the day to know whatever you're offering is still worth it. I guess what I'm saying is it's sometimes okay to believe more in your brand than you do in yourself. And if you're feeling that way, lean on your brand rather than berating yourself for having a shoddy mindset. There's no right way to build your brand regardless of what any expert says. And oh, if you're listening to this, don't worry. Mindset work will just happen. It has to. You're in business for yourself. Personal growth is a common whether you like it or not. In my biography, I mentioned that some days I stay in business simply as a middle finger to those who said I couldn't do it. Business is brilliant and also tough and also more than we ever thought it could be while being harder than anything else we've ever done and sometimes all of that on the same day. My fat girl story is just one element that makes that middle finger oh so glorious to pull. And it doesn't matter if you believe everything I've said to you today or if it just sits with you for a save it up for maybe a less wonky moment. Know this, you have a right to take up space. You have a right to be the face of your brand. You have a right to eat Tic Tacs. You have a right to take your wounds and turn them into A-class motivators. You have a right to not feel 100% confident every single moment of the day and still do incredible work. And you have a right to build a brand so flipping sturdy, even the worst stories we carry around with us can't touch it. So go do that.